I, I, I just met. Uh, Gets open for three. Welcome in, Defeating the Curse. The NFL season has ended, Stevie. We are coming a day late, I think, here, maybe a dollar short, too. The game was awesome. I, uh, I'm curious what you did for the game because, you know, we were talking in the green room right before hit and go. Did you really watch the game solo? Wait a second, Joe. I, I, this is damn near romantic on Valentine's Day. Me and you. Hey, listen, okay. it's, 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 you know, it's, it's in the evening. I don't think everyone knows. Lights are low over here, Stevie. People don't know how many years we've known each other. Okay. And how long we've grown up together. Okay. This is, I mean, right now. Huh? Twinkle in your eye. Are you who are we? Hey, are I'll, we come, I'll come over. Me? I'll come over right now. Okay. You have to because I'm not leaving the house. It's too cold. I, I don't travel well in the winter. But it's uh, yeah. I mean, you're right. You're right. It's Valentine's Day. This is. This is uh, I mean, this is where we are. This is. You know, I, I won't say my first love, right? But uh, certainly, I mean, yeah. This is special. This is special. You know, thank Two you, man, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Did you buy F- flowers this year? You know where FP is right now. FP is probably telling somebody that he's on a podcast and he's got to go, but not planning to go to, to make that individual feel like he or she is more important than F- FP is probably making so many promises right now that he has no intention of keeping. It's okay. We call that move the Andre. Did you ever watch the league? Did you watch the league? Yeah, I did. Uh, I like Phil. Uh, is that from Modern Family? Oh, it's Modern Family. No, no, no. The, the league, there was a, a character named Taco who would keep a printout of the, the doctor, Andre's uh, ATM receipt in his wallet and then just drop it everywhere he went anytime he was meeting people, right? It's just one of those things where, you know, yeah, you project a certain way. That's all. That's all. FP's enjoying his Valentine's Day. It's good. I, I hope he is. I, I, I hope everyone is. I, Matt the Met, nobody's heard from him. This guy, all I see from all the only updates I get from Matt these days are on his uh, like fitness tracker. These guys logging like six, seven miles a day. Like I, I, I don't know what's going on over there. He's, he's reporting for spring training. Come on. It's a big day. It's a big day. I'm I mean, ready for the Super Bowl, man. I'm, I'm I got a lot of thoughts. And I, I mean, so did, did you, did you watch solo? Did yeah. you watch solo? Was Best this Super Bowl time? ever. First time. So I got Yeah. I mean, you got to do it. It must be nice. It must be nice. I mean, you watch a football, you enjoy a football game. Yeah. I mean, it's two, arguably the two best teams, you know, basically from start to finish the chief, the chiefs are a fascinating case study. I think we will remember this season for a long time to come from the, like regarding like how bad they were during stretches, how much off field distraction. But, you know, I, I, a couple of weeks back, I was, uh, I think I shared on the show, you know, we were having a, I don't know, I don't remember what wing stop or velocity. We, we went somewhere to get wings. Somebody was like, you know, just cr- constantly in my ear about Mahomes, Mahomes, Mahomes. And I was like, look, like if he gets it done, then, you know, he, he, he leapfrogs from amazing to goat conversation. Right. And I, I'm going to eat my words here. Like I gotta, I gotta own it. Like I was wrong, man. Like he, he is, the, he is that good. Well, I'll give you a comparison that, I texted John from Chantilly a couple hours before the game because 
PVI, the, John? The, 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 the Mahomes coasting through the regular season was, if you remember in 96, okay, we were wee little pups in 96. 96, the Bulls set the right. I know I'm going cross reference. I, I, I knew exactly where you were going. 72 wins. Yep. But then 97, 98, their regular seasons they didn't have to were do really, it. they were marred. Yep. By controversy, injuries. Uh, he was out in Vegas. He was. They were coasting. He was, they absolutely were coasting. But that's what the modern NBA is now, right? Like this whole, like it, it's right. I wouldn't I mean, know. I haven't seen an NBA game forever. But the idea of like resting your players, the regular season doesn't matter. But, you know, but, turn it on at the end. Blah blah. blah. But Jordan was allowed to do that because he got to a level sure. where he w- didn't care. He was. He could turn it on and turn it off whenever he wanted. Yep. Mahomes is at that level. You know the only difference. And this is what I texted John from Chantilly that I was shocked a couple hours before the Super Bowl and finding this out. Little to no help. This brother's 28 years old. Yeah, he's much younger. He's doing it much younger against in, in a far more, you know, he's also been able to stay injury free for the majority of his career, which is awesome. And, and God bless him. Right? That's a good and, thing. And you, I, I, I jumped over that point, but you are 100% right. He has very little help. And that's not going to be that way forever because that front office with Andy Reid can reload. And they trade Tyreek Hill and they reload. They he, it, he legitimately, I mean, the Chiefs just won the Super Bowl without a legitimate number one or maybe even number two receiver on their roster. And that is like I it, people always want to give Brady all the accolades for getting it done with, you know, pieces here and there, right? He did have Randy for a while. Like Wes Welker was a, you know, and some of the other pieces, like they were cert like who on Mahomes is from the, the Chiefs' current receiving core. Would they lose? And you would say that the team is worse. Like there's you're, not you're minus Kelsey. Yeah, Kelsey. Kelsey aside, Kelsey's tight end. Right. I'm saying for, specifically at the receiver position, who could they? Who would they lose in free agency that would cause any concern? Any any addition to that wide receiver room is a net positive, and that's an amazing. And I, I don't mean to disparage those guys in the room. Obviously, they just won the Super Bowl and good for them, but they are not good. I mean that is, that has got to be one of the lowest rated receiving groups in the league, and that. And that's why for me, like I look back at this game, um, you know, NFL Network's replaying it now. We're, we're three days removed from it. So like I, I've seen like chunks of the game over and over now over just had it on in the office or whatever. And uh, it, I can't shake this feeling, Stevie, that the 49ers lost the game more so than more, more so than the Chiefs won it. And it's just they are they they had McCaffrey running well from the fourth quarter into overtime. But you just look at it like how can how can you have players and coaches saying we weren't prepared for overtime? We didn't know the rules. I mean, I didn't know the rules, right? Like, and, and it's the first time they've used the new overtime rules, whatever. But you know, a lot of people are killing the 49ers and, and Kyle in particular for opting to receive the ball to start overtime. I gotta be honest, I think that was the right call. And in hindsight, I still think that was the right call. His offensive unit was hot. They were able to run the ball, they wanted to grind. That's the better unit that they have. Like, why why wouldn't you try to go down there, get seven? You settle for three and hope your defense, you know, gets a turnover to get something of a stop. And that's it. You win. Uh, uh, yeah. I think there were many ways the 49ers lost this game. I don't think the overtime call was one of them. I'll give you a couple just off the top of my head. Your first possession in the game, you are gashing them. And a McCaffrey fumble in the red zone kills it. I'll give you the other one. The Mahomes interception to start the second half. You don't get points off of that. You get an interception on their first possession. You're you're up. You have a chance to put your your foot on their throat, and you go backwards. You end up punting. Yeah. Terrible. And then 
I think what ended up getting Steve Wilkes fired today is how soft that defense played in those last two possessions where the Chiefs were driving. Kyle Shanahan threw his clipboard down when calling timeout. He was so fed up that he almost essentially took over the defense because they were playing. And Romo called in. Romo, of course, you know, one of the best. He was circling those five guys, that five-shell defense that they're giving. It was second and 14 after a four-yard loss on first down, and they give up an eight-yard pass to MVS. That was – there was no defense. It was they were giving it up, and, and then this they was a defense that had been playing like I, I don't. You, you got to look at Greenlaw and say like that was a huge loss for them, right? And I mean, you've popped an Achilles, I've popped an Achilles. Like at least we were we were in the act of playing at the time it happened. <laughs> this guy, like I feel terrible for him. Like imagine you're getting sub. He, he just took he took one playoff right to rest. He, he was popping around that first he, series, he, man. He was ready to go. He was coming back in, popped his Achilles and then had to watch his team lose in overtime. Like like it's one thing when you're Aaron Rodgers and like everyone's hyped up for the season and you pop your Achilles in game 1 possession 1. It's got to sting a whole lot more when you're in the Super Bowl like with a chance to win basically and you, you it happens to you then. It, it's it's uh I definitely felt for him and maybe maybe that changed how the 49ers came out, you know, from that point forward, right? From their defensive pack. I I, I don't That's know. A cop maybe, out, Joe. Maybe, I mean, maybe, look, maybe did, did look, the Chiefs I'll offensive you, line? I'll tell suffer? you for me, if you're the 49ers and the Chiefs start with, you know, punt, punt, field goal, punt, punt, interception, whatever it was, like they like you couldn't have asked for a if you're a 49ers guy, you couldn't have asked for a better start to the game defensively. Then the Chiefs basically stalling. The Chiefs really, honestly, they did nothing until about halfway through the third quarter when they found their groove. And all of that, it was still 10-3. And yep. that's when you knew the Niners are in trouble. Because yep. you're right. You you go down the field, that first possession, you get the ball, and that McCaffrey fumble, that should be seven points. Your defense is playing lights out. You should be up 17-3. Because you knew the Chiefs were going to get it together. You knew they were going to make adjustments. Andy was going to find a way to scheme somebody open. Like, you know that Andy Reid is good for 7 to 10 points on his own, right? If it's a close game, and I think we said this in the in the, in the the preview show, if it's close, it 100% favors the Chiefs. Because Andy, as, as great, really, as Kyle might be as a coach, Andy is great now, and he has been great for a long time. And, and I, think, I think there's a case to be made that he's, he's better than Belichick. I just do like he's he's done it. He's sustained excellence with the Eagles. He has now rebuilt and sustained excellence with the Chiefs, and he's getting it done with a young quarterback. And really, with uh, I mean, there's no talent offensively outside of outside of Kelsey and Mahomes. It's it's actually amazing, right? And you know, people made a big deal about Kelsey bumping the coach. I didn't like that look. You know, I mean, it's you know, you got one catch for one yard at that point in the game. I, I don't know what Travis is yelling about on the sideline. Like somehow, if he's in the game, does Pacheco not fumble? I, I don't know, but. Yeah, and Andy's a really, really good coach, and he's going to find a way to get you know dink and dunk passes to below average receivers, and they're going to find a way to fall forward for positive yards, and eventually they're going to score. It's like if you're a 49ers fan, like our guy, our guy twenty, you've got like going into the fourth quarter, you're not feeling confident in that game. Like it's you're just you can't. There's no groove. You know, Purdy. I think Purdy played as well as you could have asked him to play. Um you know, Debo, I don't know, like some of the skill positions. He was hurt. He was a decoy. I mean, it was very clear. I mean, the the, uh, the unsung heroes of the Kansas City Chiefs, if you really watch that game and you really look at it, the unsung, I mean, the MVPs of that game, forget about Mahomes and all those guys, the MVPs, 
Ladarius Sneed, mm-hmm. and the rest of that secondary. And I mean, they there was zero separation from those wide receivers. Right? They were on as soon as Spags went to man, and Spags said this in an interview a, a day or two ago, saying Purdy was ripping up the zone. And he actually credited Brock, but he said that guy was yep. picking apart our zone. He knew exactly where he needed to go. So we had to go to man. So once you go to man, if you guys can't cover us, game over. And he took that. And that's why I think Debo, I don't think there's many guys that could cover Debo one-on-one. And I don't think there's anyone on the Chiefs that could cover him when he's healthy. Yeah. Now, I don't think he was healthy. And honestly, I think Kyle called a great game. I have no problem with him abandoning the run because it wasn't working. So the, the, this idea that you know the Chiefs were stacking the box in the beginning of the third, they knew that the Four Niners were going to try to run this thing out. They were also doing that in overtime, and McCaffrey was ripping them. I mean, he was like, you're, you're, "There's nothing to save him for, right? Like, there, you, there's no, there's no next game. There's, there's barely maybe even next possession. Like, you, you've got to go get points." And I, I mean, what do you make of the team not knowing or not being aware of the uh, the overtime rules? I found that to be, you know, maybe. Maybe a, a, a little bit concerning, you know, that you you maybe you weren't as prepared. Whereas, you know, obviously it leaks, you know, they ask him in the in the in the post game, they ask Mahomes and and Andy, even the broadcasters, to be honest, like they like they were they were addressing the clock, you know, 10 seconds and it's running like it's of no consequence. Like exactly. Runs, but so, the, the that's how I feel about the players. Why, why does it matter? It matters that Kyle knows the rule. They, why does it matter that Fred Warner knows that if they score a touchdown, the other team gets maybe, the ball. Maybe they're not. I don't know. Maybe they're clock watching, thinking they're not going to snap it, or they have to snap. I, I don't know. That's a good question. No, their their job is to make a stop. Whether that that doesn't matter, as long as the coaches know the rule, I think I think that's much ado about nothing. Mm. Uh, you know, I think people try to create these narratives. I think Kyle Shanahan did, coached a great game. I think he got a little timid towards the end there, kind of clock watching, like you're saying. But um, I mean, but but I mean, if you're if you are Kyle, are you receiving or are you you sending your defense out there to try to stop Mahomes? Well, Kyle's explanation made perfect sense. He said he wanted the first possession because he also wanted the third possession. Right. The idea is once you get if both teams are tied after two possessions, it becomes sudden death. Yes, that's a giant advantage. You just need to go kick a field goal. You win the game. Right. And so I'm betting that my team's going to score a touchdown. I'm also, you know, what he's I mean, also saying is I'm intrinsically betting that they're going to score a touchdown also. Yeah. And so he took that bet. Yeah, I, and- I'm with you on this. I don't know why. I don't know why people are ripping him so hard for this. I mean, his his offense was rolling to end the game. His offense, I mean, obviously they came out and McCaffrey was running. He was running fine. I mean, they were able to go down and get a field goal. It's, I think I would have done the same. You know, get, you know, oh, maybe the offense was tired, this and that. The offensive side of the ball for the 49ers frankly is better than the defensive side it's the, it's a long game you've been you've been battling these guys for you know 60 plus minutes at this point i, I think the confidence to go get points is always going to it's i think it's also going to play better with the amongst the team and the players like it's different when you're when let's go get points just is it's a different mentality than we got to stop these guys right that's a there's a, a whole lot of pressure on the defense to go get a stop and to their credit, they almost did. But Mahomes is just that good. And and I, I, like I said, you know earlier, he he has to be, given his age, his 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 accolades, his individual accomplishments, and what he did this season in particular with this roster, of basically castaway receivers, spare parts, rookies, and an aging tight end. It, I mean, this ha- this is so impressive. And he they didn't go out there and beat a 
you know, like if if they had beat the Lions, right? I think the line or or maybe some of the talking points would be like the Lions were just happy to be there. The stage was too big, blah, blah, blah. They beat the 49ers who were just there like five minutes ago. And the Ravens, Ravens, right? Like they tore through two or three of the top four or five teams in the league to get to this. And and, I mean, how, how do you not mention Mahomes if you're mentioning Brady or Montana or anyone else? Like he he has to have at this point he has surpassed Manning and I believe he has surpassed Brady as well. I, I I do believe Mahomes at this point he's still playing. He's under thirty. He's the best to ever play the position. Well, I mean that's a bold statement there. Okay. Why would you? Why would you? How would you challenge me in that he isn't? I mean the 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 titles and the MVPs are there. And the longevity that 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 Brady had. I mean seven Super Bowls. You know two different teams not the most talented rosters at, at every time, you know, I, I think Mahomes is going to get there. I, I think he's going to get to the number of seven. I mean, he's really t- 28. He's got minimum seven years left till he's 35. Not Brady. More. Yeah. If not. Yeah. He can go till he's 40. So, um, but you know, the, the interesting thing, Mahomes is not in great shape. We all saw the, 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 the dad bod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess Brady wasn't in great shape either. No, I mean Aaron. I mean, it, it, no, I mean Brady was in amazing shape for his age, right? I mean, when you adjust for age, like some of these guys are in better shape than others. But I, I don't think it factors in that much. I think I think where he deserves a lot of credit is being able to read defenses, audible out, and then just make the right decision. Repeat like more often than not, like overwhelmingly 80, 90% of the time he's making the right read and the right pass. Well, and that's what I was so struck by. In, in, if you watch Brady's Super Bowls, those two minute drives, you know, when he came back against his first Super Bowl against the Rams and uh, I think it was the Eagles and maybe the Panthers, um, these two minute drives, Brady's driving down the field. He doesn't make a throw over 10 yards nope. for the most part. I mean, these are dump offs that get 10, 15 yard chunks and he'll get into field goal range and Vinatieri will kick it from, you know, mid to upper 40s. So, you know, Mahomes struck me as very similar, especially at the end of regulation was it was a lot of dump offs. And that's what I think was driving Kyle crazy was that you're playing the shell defense. You're letting them have these these chunks of yards. Yes. Why why are we in this random prevent set or or this pseudo prevent? Why, Why are we letting them have four or five chunks? You know, yeah, your chunks at a time. Why? And when you compare it no, to the no. when you compare it to the Niners on offense in those significant moments, what was Spags doing? Blitzing. It was that big third down where guy blitzed, tipped the ball. So I, I was watching it. You know, I was watching at home. Uh, we had, we had some people over early with the kids, and then the kids left, so the game was paused. We were we weren't watching in real time. Uh, my wife and I, but she she she's an avid football fan herself. She was like, they're blitzing on every every third down. Every yeah. third down, they're bringing the house every single time. No exception. Third and one, third and four, third and nine. They are going and they're going to get a stop. They're going to force, you know, Purdy into a decision. And they did it consistently from the beginning of the game to the end. And it, it paid off. I mean, it, it ultimately paid off. The only way it worked, though, was that those man coverages needed to win. Sure. And, and they that, were able to. And they were able to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ayuk is bitching about, I don't know, his girl is bitching or someone is upset about whatever. And it's Long just like season, you're going to get there. I mean, the, the, both of these teams had slumps in the middle of the season. If I'm not mistaken, the 49ers dropped three in a row. I think the Chiefs dropped five, you know, at, at one point during the season or four in a row, something like that. So it, it is it is I think it is good for the league to have teams be able to drop that many games 
fight back, claw back, obviously, and still make it to the and and frankly, the Super Bowl, even though it was low scoring, it was a good game. I mean, it was a good, it was a good game. Um, your guy Usher, of course, put on a great halftime show. How'd you, how'd you feel about Usher? Oh, he when he took that shirt off, man, he jacked. There was a prop bet on the, you were talking about some HGH. He looks like he's been on that's some how, that's, how, that's how they do it. I mean, because he, he nobody should have a body like that at 41. He looked good and he I, he was holding Alicia Keys. Yeah, I mean, it, was, it wasn't the best performance of all time. Right? It wasn't. It was good. It was good. You know, like the the I don't remember what num- the number was, but the Super Bowl in L.A. where uh, you know Snoop Ray. Ray and whatever that was that was a great halftime show. Maroon Five, I thought, still super underrated halftime show. Come on, Joe. Uh, Bruno did a great job. Right, yeah. Once upon a time. Shakira, J Lo, Miami. Oh, Come on. Do you know the history of the halftime show? Do you, Do you know what used to happen? Do you know who did, did the first Super Bowl halftime show? It was a good poll, 93. That wasn't the first halftime show. Michael first, Jackson wasn't the, the first, first halftime show. It was show. the first marquee halftime show that was broadcast yes. during the game. But there were other halftime shows before that. halftime show, but I'm saying when, when yes. NBA signed on to do it, it was the first time that it was broadcast as part of the broadcast. Like You could see the halftime show on TV. Up until 93, all of the competing networks that didn't have the Super Bowl used to run their premier show sitcom whatever during that 20 minute window commercial free it was, it was fascinating i went down this rabbit hole a couple days ago reading about it but it's uh you remember the mj performance i mean i i think it was in the rose bowl and yeah. I, I i vaguely remember like I, i've seen clips of it since he, I don't, he, I don't he was it so really. big of a, a, a of a, a, a man at that time where he comes on he pops up and he just sits there for almost two minutes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Controlling everything, just, <laughs> just is crazy, it's crazy. Yeah. But he was the first to like, yeah. But do you know what Apple Music paid from sponsorship perspective? This is also fascinating. So to sponsor the halftime show is is something like like thirty million dollars or so, something absurd. Um, but the artists have to bring their own money if it exceeds. Like the artists get a seven million dollar budget or ten million dollar like set budget. Usher's cost like $14 million, which is a lot. So that money's coming from his pocket, right? So strategically, two days before the Super Bowl, he drops his new album and whatever, yeah. whatever. Well, so, I read that he, he got paid $700 for his performance. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Like these numbers sometimes, like when you really sit down, like write, write $14 million on a piece of paper and look at it, right? Like that's a lot of freaking zeros, right? But we just talk about it like it's, you know, whatever. Like, on, Joe, you, you, Joe, you sell that number in two houses in a day. Come on, Joe. Yeah, $100 million. Come on. $100 million. Uh, I mean, it was it, the halftime show was fine. I mean, there was a lot of bangers. The the uh, the prop bet that we were tracking was over under 11 songs performed, and he, he ended at like 14 and change. Uh, but like some of the some of those some of the supporting cast looked pretty old, like Ludacris coming out with the Will I Am. Yeah, uh, what's his face? Uh, Jermaine Dupri, I think, was was part of that. Like uh, a little bit, some of these guys. He looked like CeeLo. You think we'll ever see a band again? There's not yeah. many bands left. Like a band. Yeah, like like U2? Yeah, like a U2. I don't think we're going to forget one of those. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? It was a good show. It was a good show. It was a great game. It was a great game, and and we move on to the offseason. Romo did a good job. Nance did a good job. Romo, why why are people still killing Romo? I know Brady's coming into the booth next year, but why? I mean, Romo's still catching heat for being, you know, there could be a run, it could be a pass. We'll just have to see. And people, are getting- I thought he did great. All these young kids, man, all they want to do is complain. All they want to do is complain. <laughs> I'm gonna turn my mic off. You go ahead. Okay. I'm stuff. just saying. Okay. Tell them, 
Grant Torino. Don't know nothing about nothing. Where's LP? LP doesn't know nothing. Uh, LP wants to join the show that starts <laughs> recording at eleven thirty. I, I don't know how to like. I want the guy on because I want to. He's the only one that knows the new assistant to the assistant, the run game coordinator for the whatever. Like he's the only one. Him and FP are the only two people on the planet tracking all of the hires. There are. We're going to end up with more coaches than players on the 2024 commanders. And they, they seem to be totally fine with it. I'm the only one that's maybe just a little bit critical. Like there's just too many. Like, why do you need so many people to coach professionals? I don't understand. I mean, FP is all in on this Dan Quinn guy. <laughs> he loves him. He I have never him. seen him adopt him. He's all in all. I, I want to shout out the Redskins PR team. Cause they have made a believer out of FP. Okay. He flipped quick too. He flipped quick. He went from uh, White Ron to, you know, like, you know, whatever, whatever the, he, he, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, are you following all the, the, the commander's news? All the, the command, the coaching? No, no, no. I, I, I don't got time for that. I'm trying to follow Putin and Tucker and whatever That's Sleepy true. Joe's doing. What is Sleepy true. Joe doing? Uh, Dude, you know, I can't he's respect. Confusing, he's confusing world leaders. I cannot respect. You got to talk and, to somebody over at the White House. Okay. Cause somebody in their infinite wisdom, thought the best thing from a PR perspective on the heels of Putin given a 90 minute dissertation is to trot out, uh, you know, Joe Biden, President Biden. Joe, come on. You're smarter than that. The knives are out for him. They're setting him up. I can't respect anyone that still thinks oh. Biden is going to run for president in 10 months. I cannot, I can't look at them. Okay. What a ridiculous concept. Who is the, they're going to leave. They're going to vacate the seat and, and let Trump run unopposed. Who's going to run? Who's going to run? They got a plenty yeah. of people. Yeah, Gavin Newsom beats Trump by six points. Big Mike? Oh, I should have. No, no. <laughs> I, I, listen, I'm still in on the Pete market. Buttigieg beats Trump. No, oh, you're in. You're, oh, my God. <laughs> what world are you living in? Dude, the world of, you know how many new voters we have? And I'm putting it nicely, new voters mm -hmm, mm -hmm. coming from the South. Yeah. That's the world I live in. Well, we have uh, we have Chinese uh, folks coming from the north too. So it's uh, that sixty minutes piece, by the way. So my buddy Mark sent that to me. I, I I don't know if you watched that piece, but sixty minutes did a piece on the on specifically on Chinese immigration, like illegal immigration, and it was fascinating, fascinating, like it, it's fascinating. But anyway, Dude, for Biden not to do, by the way, that Super Bowl, the most softball interview. He was gonna get. He's got double glaucoma. It was taped. It, it would have been taped too. They could have even reshot it. That's it. He can't see. Like it's, it's over, man. Like I, he, I, I'm not gonna comment on whether I think he's a good person or not. But I, as a yes. human, as a human, I feel bad for him, man. Like he's that's it. Like this guy belongs on a like. Give him unlimited ice cream and a beach, and just leave him alone. Like he can't. He can't possibly like. He's confusing the presidents of Mexico and, and Egypt. And I know everybody in our, a lot of our social circle got a kick out of it because we're Egyptian. Right. But like he, he's not there anymore. Mentally. He's just not there. You can't, you can't. The, the, the Putin interview was incredible. It was actually incredible. I was surprised how much heat Tucker, I knew Tucker was going to catch heat for it. I'm surprised how much, and, how, and it's, it's got some staying power too. What does he care? I mean, he's trying to grow a brand, right? He's trying to sell subscriptions to behind his paywall. He's he's trying to get some stuff done. He did what he was supposed to do. He sat down with a guy sure. and and teed him up to talk about whatever he wanted to talk about. Was he supposed to push back? What's he going to push back on? The history of Russia? This brother laid out in full detail the history of the current escalation and war 
in in incredible detail. I mean, this guy's playing ch- chess. The other guy's playing chess. Guy, other guy ain't playing he's checkers. Not playing. He's he's barely sitting at the table. He he's doesn't not, know where the game is. He's he's trying to figure out. He's playing Uno. It's a different <laughs> different game. Different different sport altogether. He's playing with what those little babies play with those little mobiles or whatever. So I uh I'm, I am surprised though that you think they're gonna make a they're gonna do a, a switcheroo. I would imagine at the DNC. That's when you I can't believe you you don't think that's gonna happen. You're crazy. I, I think it costs them. Crazy. I think it. I think it seals. I think it seals the party's fate. I just do, dude. That's why I'm so upset. They run. They can't run the VP as a as no. a presidential option, right? And disaster. Anytime you remove the VP from an incumbent ticket, you're basically you're gonna lose, right? That doesn't happen, right? You're basically you're you're admitting failure. You're talking about normal traditional rules. This is a non-traditional. My fear, and this is why I was anti-Trump was that the only candidate Trump can beat is Joe Biden. And the only candidate Joe Biden or Trump can lose to is not Joe Biden. That makes sense? So if it's Joe Biden, you got Trump. If it's anyone else, you got field. You're taking the field against against him. It's not me. It's, that's what the polls say. I mean, that's just ah, the polls know nothing. The polls had Hillary winning by like a, in a landslide. You know, that was different. Paul's yeah, that's when votes counted. So you know that was a, you know, it was a little different back then. Simpler world in 2016. Hey, going back to the Super Bowl, man, I love that RFK Jr. commercial. I, I loved it too. I, I, I bet. I mean, he only he only takes votes away from one party. So, you know, I uh, I would be tempted, depending on who he has. He doesn't have a VP candidate, does he? I don't think so. Maybe Cheryl. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? I love his wife, man. She's uh, she's delightful. I still think of Mark Cuban. You oh, know, I could be. It'd be interesting. It'd be Musk interesting. Musk ended uh, Mark Cuban's career. He did. Then Clay Travis goes in on him pretty hard too. All right. So you're not following Commanders news. You, you, it doesn't seem like you care. Do you think they will trade up from two to one to grab? Uh, to- God, I, I hope not. Yeah, I hope not too. Do you think All they'll right. do it though? That's the question. No. They, they, from the very little I know about this front office, they don't strike me as a. Uh, Move heaven and earth and put all your chips in. I mean, these these guys have confidence in themselves to build a team. And so why would they take away chips and pieces that they could use? I generally agree with that. I I think I think they will stay at two. I think if Caleb slips, they would take him. I think otherwise it's probably going to be Jaden Daniels. I, I still think that I would love to see them, you know, fall back further in the draft in the first round and grab other like more picks and just draft for all of the needs on the team. But yeah, I mean, we'll see. April's quite a ways away. the The other big thing I wanted to get jump into here is, you know, I know you're headed to Florida soon. Let's go, pitchers and catchers. Yeah, this is still like the unofficial start of the baseball season, right? No, it's the official start. <laughs> the official start was spring training. Yeah, next week spring training. So what's the difference between reporting and spring training? No, no, no. Pitchers and catchers report are the first why groups to report why, to spring why training. Not, why not left fielders? Because that's how it is. They already got video of Shohei Otani back from Tommy John surgery, and he's just hitting bombs. So are Dodgers like must-watch every night at this point then? Yeah. I mean, two of the five nights up. pitching – well, Shohei's not going to be pitching, but you're going to have Yamamoto on the mound. Mm-hmm. Uh they're they're they're, they're going to be. I mean, the Braves, Dodgers, just watching them. I mean, they won't collide until obviously, you know, the postseason directly. But watching that that chase and that 
just the, the two powerhouses. The Braves may be even more talented than the Dodgers as presently about, constructed. What about here locally in DC? Well, what is what does the outlook for the Nationals look like? Uh it's nothing to watch until the young guys come up. Is there a chance we see them earlier in the season or do you think uh, you think Rizzo will wait to make sure that the, the team is uh, not not moving forward? Well, there's rules about eligibility. So if they come up too early, they lose a year of of eligibility, like on their contracts, or their contracts would have to be negotiated. You know, they get another year of uh, you know playing on that contract. So Rizzo is very smart about when he brings them up in June, September, whatever it is. He's not going to bring them up earlier than they're ready for. But I mean, it, the, the, if they show out at spring training, they could start the season on the rise. Right. There's a couple of guys, James Wood, top five prospect. I mean, he has he done enough in double AA, A, triple A ball that, you know, if you're Rizzo, you might feel a little bit of pressure to bring them up soon, sell some tickets, get some excitement, because the current roster is bad. It's bad. Uh, well, that's bad. what I'm that's what I'm getting at. Like, what do we what do we expect as a you know, Joe the casual baseball fan like how many how many Nats games am I watching outside of uh you know the first inning of the first game no there's no reason for you to watch there's no reason for the casual <laughs> this, fan this to watch. is the problem right this is a huge yeah. problem I'm gonna watch because I'm not a casual fan so I I will watch all the time with the kids we'll keep stats and follow these young guys we already got players we, we love CJ Abrams he's gonna be a great player but it ain't exciting I mean you go from you know, Soto and Harper and Trey Turner and, and Schwarber. And I mean, these guys are hitting bombs and making incredible plays and all-stars. No. I mean, Matt, Matt was hyping up the Mets a little bit too. I mean, did you see anything there or obviously with the Yankees and, you know, but the Mets in particular, you know, you know, division foe. I, I don't know. Like Matt, Matt just seems Matt, Matt's always excited about the Mets. He's, yeah. Matt, Matt, he's a good guy. He's completely wrong. He's a good guy. He's a, he is a good guy. What about Soto? What do you do with Soto now? I know the boys, uh, your 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 boys were huge on Soto. Well, they rocking pinstripes now or what? He's got the Soto Yankees. I don't have next movie. He's got the Yankees jersey, and they're going to be rake. I mean, Soto's going to have. If I was putting money on AL MVP, he'd be my pick because I mean he's going to be batting in front of Aaron Judge. He is going to get pitches to hit that he has never seen before. I don't care who he was batting in front of here in D.C. or even Manny Machado and uh, Tatis in San Diego. I mean, he's going he's gonna to rake. And so I right now you got the new look Orioles, who obviously new ownership group, uh, you know, investing in a, a, some renovations to the stadium. Yep. They made the big trade for Corbin Burns, incredible pitcher, elite pitcher. You got the Orioles and Yankees almost akin to the Braves and Dodgers. I mean, it's this arms race to, you know, these powerhouses in the AL and NL. And Orioles are going to be fun, man. It, you talk about casual fan. If you're a casual fan, you're making the drive up 95 probably two or three times this year to go catch a nose game. Because that's fun uh, as hell. I'm not driving. I'm not no, driving. you're making a day of it. You're getting crabs. You're going to. I got my T Mobile. Uh, MLB season, whatever they call it, right? Like, I just, I just need to know, like, which, which team am I gonna? I guess I can't get the Orioles. No, there'll be local blackout, but Yankees, Dodgers. Um, yeah, Yankees and Dodgers, we can get though. Yeah, we can definitely do that. Um, I, I wonder if the sale of the Orioles does it impact the media streaming rights or the rights to the or to the Nationals? Like, did they get Masson. off Masson two now, or is it still? Well, I think um, I was gonna say Goodell. Uh, the, the I'm blanking on the the. Let's see, like. <laughs> 
Andrew. Is he still on K Street? Well, I'm sure he is. <laughs> He's a big time lawyer. Wait, hold on, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta Google. It's gonna, it's gonna drive me crazy now. Rob uh, Man- Manfred. Rob Manfred. The commissioner. You fact checking me? Is Rob Manfred? I think it, that's what I just said. No, you didn't. You said I uh, did. Tag, you said Tagrebu. <laughs> it's Dean. It's Robert Dean Manfred Jr. That's what I just said. One of the stipulations of the sale of the Orioles was to fix the Masson deal. So it looks like, but he did that, it still Masson two. I they're the last. They're the last two teams, or like they're two of the last five teams in all of professional sports that are on HTS or like. I was going to say, is it HTS or HTM? Super, it was HTS, Home Team Sports. Remember, <laughs> HTS became. Uh, became Comcast Sportsnet, which became NBC Sports Washington, which for the Wizards and um, Caps is now monumental. Yeah, well, you want to talk about monumental, man? They're they're having a go of it. Hey, one of us, <laughs> one of us said this whole thing was a ploy. It was never going to leave DC, and look what's happening now. It turns out the, the Alexandria Bills, you know, no, but, it's over. when you say a ploy, you're saying he doesn't want to leave. And he's just using it as a bargaining chip. No, it is I very clear he wants to go. I believe he wants to leave. I also believe he will not leave DC. It's the done. It's done. It's done. No, what are you talking about? The DC, the Virginia House of Delegates said uh, Yunkin was a- outside of his authority, and they, they the, now it's a matter of who's going to pay for it. But it, it, okay, so when it go, if if it finds its way onto the ballot in in October or in November, Virginia Virginians won't pay for it. They won't do it. But Leonsis then will pay for it. I don't think he will. I don't think he's going to walk away from six or seven hundred million to refurbish uh, MCI Center. There's no way. There's no he way. He really wants it. But he can have. He can. Yes, he wants it because it's his legacy and his brand and whatever. But he is he ruining it. his legacy? I think a little bit. I think there's a little bit of tarnish on it now. You've seen the backlash. Yeah. More so, more so for the Wizards than for, which is ironic, than the Caps, right? The Caps are the the, the organization with sustained winning over the last you know two decades or so, and it's nice to see Alex Ovechkin on the heater. But the the Caps really do belong to Virginia more so than the Wizards do. But the Wizards they really do belong. It's it's very similar to when the Redskins moved to Ral John. Like it, it was, it's I, to me, it feels. Is Very this a race much. thing? Are we talking race? Are you beating around for sure? I don't think it's a race thing. I think I think Washington Washingtonians and Virginians generally felt like like the the map of Redskins fans was always DC and all the way south, basically like through Charlotte, North Carolina. Moving them into Maryland and then having the Ravens relocate like fifteen minutes up ninety five, it, it destroyed the fan base. And I and I think that's the fear here as well. I think if you do move them into not to say that the the NBA is going to put a team in Baltimore, but couldn't you see it happening? Like it, it's too far. Like it's too far. Like these teams belong to DC. They're all Washington X Y Z. They they got to find a way to get them in DC. I personally would like them to stay where they are. Mm. I hate Chinatown. But it but the the simple fact it sucks, is it's, man. It's easier for everyone to get there. It's easier. It's it's central. It's central. Then Potomac the Yards. Sure. Yeah. No, the metro station isn't designed. We can ha- how many, how many, uh, how many, you know, uh, water taxis are you going to be chartering to get people over like across? Wait, you, you're going to take metro. You're going to put your life in your own hands. What you? But Terrifying. That's, that's part of the why. That's part of why the dele the the Virginia House of Delegates eighty six. The whole thing is because they're 
you know, the original proposal asked for like 9,000 parking spaces, which is not enough for a 22,000 person stadium or a 19,000 person stadium. But they're only, there's only actual spaces based on the latest rendering for like 2,600 spots, which means there's no parking, which is why the people there are in full on revolt because all those cars will flood. You live, you used to live right next to the Nats Park. What would happen with parking? Everybody would park around the neighborhood. Yeah, cars everywhere. Right, DC. The price you pay for living near a ballpark. You know what happened to my property value? Pros and cons. Come on, because of the nets or because of everything that came with the nets? Yes, probably right. Everything. What what, what are these people in Alexandria complaining about? Traffic. Please, dude. uh, Come on. Really close to the airport. That that's why. I was the only one in Tyson's that was for this casino that they shot down. (laughs) I don't know where were they going to put it. Do you remember? Where, where, where? Dude, come on. On uh, Spring Hill Road, across from the Tesla. Okay. Tesla's on Tyco. Yeah. The Spring Hill was a street before it. Spring Hill Road and 7. Like where that old furniture store used to be? The Ethan Allen? Next door to it. Okay. I'm sure, I'm sure they would demolish that too, but oh, yeah. Sure. So why why was it why was it uh, canceled? Residents went crazy. It was a bunch of groups that went crazy. You know why? Because they saw what happened to MGM National Harbor at MGM. What happens, Steve? You tell us. The riffraff. Well, the riffraff comes. Where, yeah, that's how that's how it works. That's how it works. But that's a bigger issue. It's not a casino issue. But it, it would be an Alexandria and Potomac Yard issue too. Would it not? Yeah, it I, I think DC's in real trouble right now, and it's on life support. And Leonsis could give him the death blow here. But if if he if he leaves, I think it opens the door for an immediate return of the commander. Redskins are coming, going right back, hundred yeah. percent. But it would be, I think, I I would like to see them all in the district personally, and I think it's better for DC. Yeah, but they would need to clean up the city. They can do that. Why not hire more hire people? Like people aren't working. Hire more police. This current administration cannot. That's your girl. Your uh, your uh, wow. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I will bite my tongue, okay? <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I mean, now what do we do? Like, the NFL season is over. We This is 18 weeks or 19 weeks in a row of us talking uh, talking NFL. And it's, uh, I mean, it's been great, but are we, are we supposed to watch the NBA now, or what, what do we do now? I mean, live. What, what are we supposed FP to watch clearly now? made his show. We know what FP's doing. FP is on, I think he's on date three. I think he had a lunch. I think it's generous to call them dates. A dinner one. And a, he's on dinner <laughs> Two, and I might see him on Fortnite here in a little bit. Um, yeah, but I mean, are you going to watch the NBA? Like, what do you do now to fill your uh, your sports need? I'm going to a GW basketball game on Saturday, oh, cheering on the Colonials, Revolutionaries, whatever they call them now. Yeah, it can't be. You can't, there, there's no way they're the Colonials. No. Um, Pop's still the coach. Uh, I love Pop's and Bonsu. He's on the coaching staff, right? He's not on the coaching staff. Oh, okay. I think he's our, in the G League. Is there a D League? It's the G League, yeah. G League, yeah. yeah Mark Butler, he... our guy from Mason, is uh, is one of the coaches on uh, on the Mason team now. I met his father was security guard for the Nationals. Actually, oh, uh, really? built quite a friendship with his father. His father used to protect the parking lot for the players. Me and the kids used to go down there and get autographs. How did you connect the dots that he was Lamar Butler's pops? He told me my son's Lamar Butler. Oh, I said really? the guy who won the Final Four. Yeah, Lamar Butler actually one time one time guest on this show. 
I'm not mistaken. I believe we interviewed him once upon a time uh, during March Madness to get his take on uh, the 2006 run. But it is it is interesting. Like him, he, Tony Skin got hired to be the coach at, uh, at at George Mason, who was also on that team. Tony uh, Tony Skin was on the 06 uh, George Mason final uh, final four team. Played in Europe for almost 11 seasons. Then came back and was coaching, and he got hired by Mason. He immediately hired Lamar Butler. So. Um, I did get a chance to chat with him about that. Uh, I don't know, like four four months ago. The team's doing well though. Like the where's Larinaga? Miami. He, right? he was in Miami. Did he move on again? I don't know. I'm not sure. No, it's not. Uh, I, I don't really pay attention to. I go to Peter for all my college basketball. No, you got you got you got Peter from Herndon. Look, you got a couple weeks of college basketball. Okay. Then you're getting March Madness. I mean, March is one of the best months of the year because you're getting Opening Day, uh, March Madness. And the Masters, uh, which you also get NFL draft uh, fever pitch starts. It's if you're LP and FB. Do do you know anything about the Waste Management Open? That's a terrible name, and it sounds like you're uh, you're making it up. You don't know about this. This is a real thing. Is a golf tournament in Phoenix, Arizona, where a bunch of bros from the ages of I don't know twenty two to thirty five descend upon this golf tournament and basically it's an entire drunken debauchery and they had like 50 people black out 200 people arrested you got to go on x and search these videos it's the waste it's, management open waste management's the company that sponsors yeah yeah the dumpster company the trash yeah. company okay. yeah and it's just known so, so if you win this tournament you get the waste management trophy <laughs> nobody sees that as terrible branding i mean i don't know about that you got to go down on x and look at these vi- apparently it's just as known as this debauchery and even all the players were getting upset because people were yelling during their backswings and it wasn't a golf tournament it was like happy gilmore i don't know if it, was <laughs> it was wild they they closed beer sales. They closed alcohol sales on Saturday because it got so out of control. Ask me if I had seen Happy Gilmore. No, I didn't. I assume you have. Okay. I said it was like Happy Gilmore. Yeah. R.I.P. to Apollo Creed, who's who's in there. That's true. Billy Madison, significantly better movie. Than Happy Gilmore? Oh, don't buy the hype. Billy Madison. Veron- that that Veronica one. I, I know. Get the, <laughs> get the questions right, Stevie. You can see my boobies. Yes. Who, who uh, you know who that is? She's uh, that's Stifler's mom. No, I don't no, know if that's no, Stifler's no. mom. That's Tom no, Brady's no. ex wife. First ex wife. Yeah, Bridget Moynihan. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't know that. That's core memories. I don't need to remember this stuff. I don't need to, but but you're you're wrong about Happy. Happy got you got Shooter McGavin. There's there's no there's no there's no antagonist in 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 Billy Madison. The bus driver. They fall off a cliff in the beginning, don't they? The Doyle rules people. No. Right. No. No. Rewatch it. You're gonna love it. I might need to rewatch it. I might need to rewatch it. Okay, but no NBA for you. No. Zero. I watched a Suns Warriors game. Saturday night? Yeah. Steph hit the game winner, yeah. Steph played great. Yeah. Stupid. It's not stupid, but he's he's been playing for so long and doing the same shtick for so long that it seems very mundane now. But it's still very impressive what he's doing. I mean, 11 threes. Everybody shoots threes. Stupid. He makes them. The game sucks. Yeah. He, has he done more to change the game than Michael Jordan did? In, in, the, in the negative, sure. 
in general like people will always i think i think you have to yeah the amount of jordan changed it off the court jordan changed oh endorsements and the shoes shoes and whatever sure sure i mean are you impressed with what lebron's doing have you followed him at all this season he's still getting it done 40 years old man he's still like it, it's different when you're tom brady and you sit there and you avoid getting hits and you pepper the ball left and right lebron's still playing competitive basketball at 40 he's probably the greatest ever longevity longevity yeah longevity yeah all right stevie any any final thoughts anything you want to share i don't don't, honestly i don't i don't know if there will be an episode next week i think we're gonna have to wait and see um you know what happens in the world but i i uh, we got some politics to discuss come on joe i mean i'm i'm fine with it but it's just me and you then i'm i'm fine i'm totally fine with that and I'm, I'm sure I'll be, I'll be about the. I mean, it would be great if you guys would watch a little bit of the, you know, UEFA Champions League. Maybe a little like the the EPL is heating up. You know, we got a, we got a three team race between Liverpool, Arsenal, Man City at the top of the top of the uh, the table. I'll, I'll watch that if you watch some conspiracies about Big Mike. Uh no, no. How do you have space in your brain for this stuff? Like you don't have you don't have time. You don't have space. Like this is. How do you not have space? That's my how are you no, living in this I'm world? Reading. Are you reading any books right now? Uh no. I'm gonna send you a book. I'm reading a book called Ghost. It's about uh an FBI agent in his 30-year career, and it's awesome. It's awesome. That's what I do. That's FBI. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me started. I actually just finished a book called uh Thank You for My Service by Matt Best, which is hysterical. I'm actually I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a free copy of that one. Do you do uh, do you do Audible? I don't. Just give me your account. No, I'm not giving you my account. Oh, wait, you just log in and read my stuff? But I but like so. but download it so it doesn't mess up where I am in my my listens. I will. I will. Okay. Okay. All right, Stevie. Well, happy Valentine's Day. Same to you, brother. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. This is the DTC podcast. You can get it anywhere you stream your podcast if you're in DC local. Uh, just type in defeating the curse Redskins commanders or any other buzzword associated with the DC teams. And our podcast will pop right up on all social media platforms. DTC or defeating the curse as well until next week, or maybe the week after we'll see we're out.